everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. This episode uh, does not fill me with dread. Uh, it does not make me hate Bart and feel incredibly bad for Edna, or really everyone else. A- everyone in this episode is terrible, except for Edna. Uh, I I like it more than last week. That's fair. Last week was quite bad. This is better than that, but that's... Mm. Yeah, that's all I got. I like it better than last week. Uh, hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, for only $2 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. For $5 a month, you get access to all that and much, much more. Tons of stuff. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Oh, okay. DP Gamer, thank you very much. Thank you, DP Gamer. This week's episode is Bart Gets a Z, episode LABF15, originally aired October 4th, 2009, written by Matt Salmon, directed by Mark Kirkland. Received a 5.1 rating with 9.4 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, chalkboarding is not torture. I mean, it's probably not. It's it's fine. I don't, this is a this is chalkboard gag's a little a little much. Uh, it's, it's it's like much like this episode. It's fine. Could be better. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons wearing cowboy hats, exchange gunfire around the couch, uh, culminating with Maggie on a Gatling gun, which I do appreciate. Maggie mm-hmm. on the Gatling gun, tipping her hat. That's It's a nice touch. Um, this episode guest stars Marshall Wallace as Edna Krabappel, which I, I guess she's credited as a guest star in this one, because I don't know if they've always credited her as a guest star, or maybe it's just Wikipedia doing that. I don't know. Um, but obviously, it has been quite a long time since we've seen Edna, especially in a featured role. Um, that's the first thing I want to talk about, Matt. Okay? First thing I okay. want to talk about is Edna. Marsha Wallace. Rest in peace. Uh, she's great in this episode. Best part of the episode is Edna, by far, because um, they actually give her stuff to do. Is an Ed- This is an Edna and Bart episode. Um, big shoes to fill there. You make an Edna and Bart episode. There's a handful of them, and they're all really good. Um, so when you do that, I but what I the thought I had when I was watching this episode, like it has its ups and downs, mostly downs. But I was thinking the entire time, I'm like, man, Edna's really good in this. I really like the Edna stuff. And I'm also thinking, how much of that? Like it's not Edna is perfectly fine this episode. They don't really they write her like a person, which is more than you can ask, more than they do for most of the characters. So that's a part of it. But it's also like I, I was talking about it on a few weeks about about Skinner. About what is this? And this that Skinner is in this episode. My God. What have they done to Principal Skinner over the years? But, oh man. <laughs> I just that's what I was talking about. I was talking about everyone else, and this is just absolutely terrible. It's because you get Bart. The two main characters this episode are Bart and Edna. And Edna, great person. Bart gets to feel bad about things and be the little hellion that he's supposed to be. Skinner, what in the world, man? But there's a part of me, Matt, that was just like, I wonder how much of it is just like it, people talk about the flannerization of, you know, how Ned Flanders went from a complicated, nuanced character who is a Christian, but also, like, has nuance and is different and is not just super conservative stereotype to what that he eventually becomes in the teen years. It's just literally just a super conservative stereotype. There's no nuance there. Um, Skinner is worse, in my eyes, honestly. Like, of all the things that happen to Flanders, Skinner is worse in all ways. But Edna, I think largely because... 
they stopped writing Edna. I don't know why as a featured character. I don't know why they stopped. My here's my this is my my super hot take conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's really Whoa. even. I don't even think it's it's not really a hot take. I think anyone with a rational brain would probably agree with me. It's like they didn't want to pay Marsha Wallace. They didn't want to pay her. Uh, they didn't want to pay her main cast money, so they wrote Edna less. And I think it's that simple. But because Edna just hasn't appeared for large portions of the past ten years of the show, at you know where we are since like the early teens to now in season twenty one, my memory of Edna is relatively unsullied. Like they haven't ruined her because they haven't had the chance to ruin her. And I'm like, as I'm watching this episode, I was thinking that quite a lot. I'm like, wow, this is, did they, like, did they just not, like, is it, so much of it is just that slide of we write a character that's sillier and sillier and sillier and more cartoonish where they don't represent human anymore. They just can't do that with Edna because Edna never went down that slide. I don't know. But Edna, I'm going to say it up front, is the best part of this episode. And we start the day, we start the episode with Edna. Edna is starting her day. We watch her get up. Uh, she's hung over. Uh, we get uh, a Paul McCartney song playing, which is nice. It's a, another day, which is appropriate. Um, she's trying to put herself together, trying to pep talk herself uh, to face the day. Very, I don't know, easy to empathize with, even. You're like, oh, yeah, I can recognize this person. This is a, this is someone I know. You know, they're struggling to get up. They got to go into work. They got to go teach all these annoying kids. They just want the best. Edna is also like, you see her trying to work out, try and eat a good breakfast, et cetera, et cetera. She, she, oh, and you get, you know what, Matt? There's she, we get to see Edna's cat. It's nice. Oh, that's right. Sweet. It's nice. So we follow Edna all throughout her morning as she gets to work, uh, trying to teach the kids. And the first thing she, she is confronted by is all the children with their cell phones. Okay, Edna, remember, if you can teach one kid one thing, then today will be a success. Now, class. Class! Class, please pay attention! Text uncle! Text uncle! Why do you all need cell phones? Safety. Emergency. Safety. Educational. Could you at least set them to vibrate? That's it. Everything in the box. Uh, Edna does the rational thing. It says takes all the phones away. So the only way you can have a proper classroom. Yep. I don't... I'm... I... I know that there are teachers listening to this, and I have I I don't really know the I'm sure that the normal is like hey don't have your phone out when I'm teaching and probably if you have your phone out and are messing with it I will take it from you. I presume that is standard operating procedure in classrooms. Um, at this point, though, in 2009, I'm assuming I that the timeline does place about right where this is a relatively new thing. You know, kids having cell phones all the time. All children, effectively. 
having cell phones. So this is a little novel. I don't know. Th- obviously, we've seen hints here or there in The Simpsons in the last few seasons of cell phones being more and more um, smartphones being more and more active and that you see the family using them from time to time. Here is where we see it in full force. So the kids are upset. The kids don't want to give up their phones. They don't want Edna to take them from them. So they come up with a scheme to, uh, I don't know, not, it's not even just to get their phones back. That's the, even the strangest thing. It's like to make her more lenient in general, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, their their goals are a little non-specific. I think they just want their phones back, which I think this is a, a very interesting dilemma because Edna can just say no cell phones. Also, I don't think that many like ten year olds have cell phones. Like, I mm. I think uh, there aren't a lot of them, and especially there aren't a lot to take them to school. I think a lot of them have tablets, but I think very few ten year olds have cell phones. Like once you get into high school, I feel like most kids have a phone, but it, uh, up through elementary and middle, it seems to be pretty rare. At least in my experience with kids. I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just I I'll buy it. You know, this is one of those I'll, they can have it things. It's not that that's not that crazy to me. Also, like Dolph, Dim, Jimbo, and Kearney are in the classroom here, and they're like, I don't. <laughs> they've never been in that in Bart's class. They're just older bullies that are around. Um, whatever. The kids are upset, and they need somehow to get their phones back or to make Edna less mean or whatever. So Bart sees Homer drunk, and so they have this idea to get her drunk that's their that's their plan to to uh-huh and then we get a montage i and i can't this this is a scourge Matt. We, this is at this point this is a scourge of montages like what is happening why are there so many montages now there's so uh, it, many it takes up time and it's up to the animators to basically do them so it shifts work from the writers to the animators and don't know why, but it seems to be popular. We, I, the, the popular with the writers. Uh, the, we get a long montage of all the kids collecting booze, stealing booze from their family. We get Martin, we get Nelson, we get all the kids doing it. I At one point, I'm pretty sure that uh, they take Dr. Hibbert's blood because it has booze in it. Like what? No, I'm pretty sure he's uh, pulling wine out of a... Uh... Uh, thing just, just, it's just because it's Dr. Hibbert's kid he's using a syringe oh, for some reason. Because, I was so confused. Yeah, and then he squirts it in Dr. Hibbert's mouth when Dr. Hibbert starts to wake up. So we okay, I regardless. They got they collect a lot of booze. Um and that's it. Like there's nothing else here. Um I and I you know, I will take the the fact that they get to this they get to this plot relatively quickly, Matt. Okay, I'll give them that. Okay. There's not endless inciting incidents there is a single inciting incident okay the plot is you know relatively simple relatively concise i'll give them that um they um why can't i think of the word what's the right word Matt? where you spike they spike her coffee that's what i was oh, looking yes. for they, they they spike her coffee um and um it's it and i think this is where you start going come on guys like is this what we're doing um but they they pour this weird mystery booze into Edna's coffee. Use hazelnut creamer to cover up the taste, and which no 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 no. no. I mean no. yeah, if you combine like sixty mystery boozes and and try and mix it with coffee, you're gonna especially someone like Edna. She's she knows around 
a, a drink or two, I think she would know. She would recognize, like, this tastes strange. But um, regardless, Edna gets accidentally drunk and ridiculously accidentally drunk. And that's why I found Goodnight Gorilla to be the perfect summer beach read. Two stars for you. And an extra, because you're going to have a hard life. This old man, he played one, he played knick-knack on my thumb. You look tired. Maybe you need some more coffee. why they call it a choir. Because why are we listening to this crap? (gasps) These pantyhose are all twisted up. Edna, please. Even the union can't protect you from this. Give me one night, Dewey. I'll get you off Broadway. Never! Edna, let's go. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Do you think we went too far? Nah. Booze only makes you do things you already wanted to do. Of the world. Okay. Uh, Edna had two drinks, Matt. I mean, the way they made it seem was like they dumped like half her coffee cup with alcohol and they just poured a little hazelnut cream in coffee uh, to hide the taste, which, again, no. But also, Edna seems like a pretty hardcore drinker. I think she'd have to have like several coffee cups of like straight booze to be quite that out of control. Regardless, I, I'll, I'm here, Matt. And this is the last time I'm going to say this in this episode, okay? I'll let them have it. But this is it. I cut, okay. off. I cut it off, okay? This is my cutoff point where I go, after this point, no more. You don't get any more freebies. You got to earn everything else. We go to commercial at 6 minutes, 57 seconds. So relatively short first act. Uh, but basically at this point, Edna has done something horrible. Uh, we start off the second act with Edna being fired. Uh there's not much to this except Skinner basically telling Edna in his office that, hey, you know, this is beyond the pale. I can't do anything to save your job. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to let you go. The problem is during this entire scene, he is doing magic tricks. Like he's got like a, the endless hanky. Uh, he at one point, Edna asks him for uh, some uh, to some space some time to, to grieve or whatever and he turns around and there's a rabbit in his chair and he's trying to sneak out underneath the rug like what in the world did they just think that this emotionally impactful scene had to be undercut with humor because oh people aren't going to laugh at Miss Cut or Bobble being sad so we've got we've got to find some way to make this funny like what in the world I don't ask me Matt like I said Sk- what is- Skinner in a we're in a relationship for years. Like, wouldn't this be, this is a perfect, like, again, and why doesn't this end act one? That's the other thing. Like you would immediately, this yeah. is the end of act one, not act two. This is end of act one. You have Skinner being like, and I'm sorry. I, I, you know, obviously, you know, you can touch on their history together. You can touch on the fact that Skinner thinks she's a good teacher, but ultimately I have to let you go. Dun, dun, dun. We sad music cue. 
end of act one. But instead, you start off with this really strange tonal note where it's like this really upsetting thing. And then magic tricks. All right. Cool. Thanks. I You're undercutting yourself already. Like here. this is And this is where I'm not. Again, you, you didn't earn. Like you don't need a joke. There doesn't need to be a joke at someone being fired. No. Or at least not this no. joke. I'll give you that. There's yeah, not, not this one. I'm sure there's some joke in there, but it's the hell. It sure is not <laughs> Skinner doing terrible magic tricks. Anyway, so Edna is done. She's no longer a teacher. Immediately, we cut to the new teacher uh, showing up, and he is um, uh, he's a thing. I never wanted her to get fired. I bet it was that hamster medicine we added that put her over the edge. Maybe I should tell Skinner that it was our... Needle scratch! My name is Zachary Vaughn. I just got my master's in education from Tufts University. And you are my first class ever. An M.E.D. from Tufts? Nice. But why talk when I could text? Our cell phones! Our blue team! My chip calculator! Whoa! Whoa! That text was totally worth the 15 cents it cost to receive it. Then Zach Skyped us, live blogged our spelling bee, and friended us on Facebook. I thought you were studying the Lincoln-Douglas debates. You mean the old man D-Dog Flame Wars. Oh. I'm glad you've got such a stimulating substitute, but I'm worried about Mrs. Krabampo. Oh, no worries. I heard in the Foursquare Court she's doing great. No one even plays Foursquare anymore. They just gossip. So, yes, we now have this new millennial teacher who texts and does things online. I'm not sure how much they're actually helping him teach, but sure, the kids are all into it because that's where they live is online. Woo! I, this, I, I can't, Matt. I can't with this. I can't with this guy, Matt. I can't with this. Zach. I, hate, I know. I know. I, it, you can't fire Edna and replace her with Zach and tell a story like that. Unless Zach represents something, like what is Zach? You put in Zach. He's uh, he's obviously supposed to be a. There's going to be a distinct difference between Edna and Zach, and the distinct difference is that Zach is young and teaches young use... and does things in a new way. Yeah, because it's it's like what you want is you want is this a story about Edna or is this a story about Bart and the, the getting along with the new teacher kind of thing? And if the story is about Edna, which I think it's supposed to be. The new teacher is irrelevant. It's just that Edna is not there anymore, and Bart feels sad without her. The new teacher does things in a different way. And I think that's what they were going for. They just went way over the top with it, and it distracts from the, oh, the teacher does things differently and not the way Bart is used to, so he misses Edna, and he feels bad about what he did to her. They miscalculated because they thought Zach was funny. Well, yeah, we've known for a while. They don't understand what actual funny things are. They're just like, oh, this is a reference to something. Get it? I Zach is... This ain't it, Chief. This is indeed not it, Chief. So uh, the next day at school, uh, Zach makes fun of Martin for actually knowing something that anyone can just look up on their cell phone as if, you know, cell signal wasn't terrible in 2008 or whenever this came out. It was uh, and they... but that's, this, this is the stuff I'm talking about where like it feels like they're trying to say something about young teachers, even though despite the fact that 
no, no, most most preachers are not going to be like this. I don't like who's the who is this? Like, is this supposed to represent a real? Like, they do these kind of weird jokes where you like, oh yeah, we're going to just do do yeah, curriculum based on the internet, availability of information, and. Like, no, most teachers are teaching you stuff so that your critical thinking skills can be improved, not because you need to remember anything about the Lincoln-Douglas debates or whatever they joke about. Um, but there's also – this person doesn't exist. I don't know who this is. Like, the, this caricature doesn't exist. I don't know who this person is. There's nothing funny about it. Why is it here? It could, like you said, it could just focus on the fact that there is a replacement teacher. Yes. And that who do, who is different from and and that makes Bart sad. Uh, but uh, again, we're just cramming more jokes in here. Uh, Zach makes fun of Martin for actually knowing something. He hates smiley stickers, uh, which here is where the actual interesting part of the plot starts because Bart Bart kind of liked the smiley stickers and he offers to take them to Edna. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, this is a very short act. I mean, it's it's barely even what not even four minutes uh because bart gets to edna's uh apartment uh the door is the door lock is broken so he's able to just walk in and edna is watching <sighs> not back to school which is basically it's it's supposed to be a parody of back to school with rodney dangerfield uh and it's just incredibly stupid and we get a little bit of interaction between bart and edna but not much because it's mostly just an extended montage of scenes from not back to school and then we cut to a commercial I, and that's it. Four minutes of nothing. <laughs> it's just it's, like there's like a little kernels of it here Matt, where I really I really like that Bart's like, no, I actually like the stickers. Like and there's all, we have the history of Bart of, of Edna and like Edna in very similar ways to Marge extending some grace to Bart and hoping that Bart can find the good in him. And we've gotten that in multiple episodes where Edna, you know, has to, you know, be an authoritative figure in Bart's life, but also wants him to be, end up being a good kid, not being a bad kid. And this scene where he's like, you know, she's in rough shape and he's giving her the stickers and she's being really kind of, it's, it's sad, but also kind of sweet. It's really good. And then they interrupt it all to watch at least 30 seconds of back to school, but not back to school, but someone doing a rot. Like you've had, you've had Rodney on the show guys. Like, and what is this? Like, why is this here? <laughs> this isn't funny. Like, I could just go watch Back to School. You just doing a pastiche of it is not, it doesn't mean any, like, what is this here for? Like, it. the intro in it, to it is like, the idea, it is is uh, suggesting that Edna's got a, another job at like a posh school. She's, oh, she's got a new job. It's fine. But then you show, oh, she's actually watching TV. And you're like, okay, that's fine. We forget about that now, right? No, we still cut back to the television. We just watch not Rodney Dangerfield do quote unquote jokes. Um, we come back from commercial. It's still here. Uh, strangely, like they cut in the middle of a scene. It's so so Edna. Yeah, Bart is still there. And, and, and then Disco Stu shows up and it's like, oh, so we there was no reason for that. They're like, oh, well, we ran. We wanted this commercial break to be have this much time so we did it you're like okay um normally you you know structure story beats around your commercial breaks guys like i don't like it's like it's not complicated <laughs> i don't know why they okay so uh maybe they just couldn't there's no other options that's that's probably it and uh basically it's just super sad she has no hope she doesn't know what to do with her life now uh we get strangely disco stew there who is now super christian this is only here for that joke. It's not a good joke. 
Um, it also doesn't really make any sense. Like, what's the point of... Okay. Uh, we cut to Parrot Teacher Night, which is uh, the worst scene in this episode. <laughs> this... I, I don't know why it's here. It is... I think it's to make us laugh, man. Okay? I think the scene is a comedy scene to counterpoint Sad Edna. Um, but instead... But we just get Homer and Zach talking to each other. I didn't pull this clip because I hate it. Uh, I thought about pulling it just to show how much I hate it, but no, I'm not going to play it again. Um, Homer cries into Zach's shoulder for at least 30 seconds. It's really long. I'm not a fan. Homer cries forever. Uh, well, yeah, because Homer is just so, so sad. About what? Why? Like, what is this, Matt? What is this? This is like, this is a sad... I... Like, it's, it's basically to show how Zach is different from other teachers, I guess. But again, it makes no sense. It, like, if Zach matters, make Zach matter. If Zach doesn't matter, also there's a website listed on the on the uh, the chalkboard in the background. It says ZachAttack.com. You go to that. Apparently, there is like a weird band in Ohio that all the band members have fake alter egos named Zach. They like play cover songs at parties. Um, so that's what it said. That's what they didn't. Simpsons did not camp on that website for. For over a decade, they 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 abandoned it, and now a Zach themed cover band uses it. Um, that's their name of their band, Zach Attack. Free plug to Zach Attack. Uh, if you're in Ohio, book them for your wedding. Um, what's going on, Homer? So, okay, now we get a zig, zigs and zags. Okay, Matt, this is a, this episode about Edna, right? Supposedly, there's a lot of Zach for. <laughs> An episode about it. There's a lot of. I should have said there's lots of zigs and zacks. So Bart and Millhouse are in a coffee shop at a bookstore trying to get Edna's. They have a scheme away to get Edna's job back to her. So how do they do that? They uh, are provided an answer. Apparently, literally, the answer. Excuse me. I believe you boys are looking for the answer. What's the answer? Only the best-selling book slash DVD since the Bible. My life was over. I lost my job. My husband left me. I had to sleep in a kangaroo's pouch. And then I found the answer. The answer was discovered by the philosophers of ancient Greece, who hid it under a rock, where it was discovered by the Knights of King Arthur, who placed it in a bottle and set it in the ocean where it was found by Pat Sajak. These great men knew the answer. The answer is the secret to achieving your heart's desire. Learn the answer and change your life. Available wherever dubious quasi-scientific self-help books are sold. <sighs> so that's how we get to Edna changing her life is the answer slash secret slash uh, whatever. I, okay, I, okay, Matt, I, you will not find, I'm sure that, I mean, yes, you will find, but I am among the, I cannot tell you how much I hate the idea of the secret and <laughs> the, the nonsense <laughs> that it tries to, 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 to propagate in the world. Um, yeah, I I have you know what my secret is, Matt. Here, I'll give you my secret. You know what my secret is? I I, I set life goals and then I I pursue them. I don't, and I, but I don't claim to for it to be magic. Where I go, I would like to be a writer. I just I would I you know what I I wrote a book and then I publish it. Like it's not I don't care. Um, 
Well, Robbie, that requires actual work. If you have the answer or the secret, you just think about it real hard. Then it happens, obviously. Well, you'd have to write it down, Matt. Come on. You do have to write it down and manifest Sorry, it. Sorry, you have to write it down, and then it just happens. Manif- manifest it into the real world. Um, it's called setting goals. Like this is, It's very basic self-help stuff, uh, which you know they do point out later on with that, which I do think is relatively funny. It's the only thing I think is funny in this entire episode, really, is Edna, uh, Marshall Wallace. Like The writing in Edna in this is relatively uneven. Marshall Wallace gives it her all, okay? She is given one million percent entirely through even that drunk stuff that makes no sense. Um, If you want to write an episode about, like, that's parroting the secret, I'm all for it, okay? I think you could do a whole episode about it. It would be perfect. You did, like, you just, do, it's updated Brian Goodman, right? You just do yeah. a whole, it's just that. You just do an updated episode that's like Brad Goodman. You just update it for the for the secret. You make it the answer. You do, you focus into uh, this. Springfield gets obsessed with it and then everything falls apart. Easy. It's right there. Hey, Robbie, you, you, you want to know what you, you could do instead of all this, the answer crap? Uh, <laughs> just have Bart tell Edna, hey, well, you're not a teacher anymore. What else have you wanted to do? Oh, you want to open a muffin store? Well, I'll help you do that. Done. That's, that's it. Just convince Edna to pursue other goals. I, I, I understand that, Matt. They just wanted to, like, that's the thing. It's like, this feels very strange in the middle of this episode where you have this extended long commercial about the answer and then a long period where it's just, like, them parodying how stupid the, the secret is. And you're like, okay, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but this episode was about Edna, right? Okay, um, we have to do. We have to like go off on this tangent. Can't we just keep on topic, guys? Can't escalate the already existing conflict between Edna not having a job and Bart feeling guilty. We have to go into this weird tangent about the secret. Okay, um, so we get this extended commercial. Bart and Milhouse are sold on the answer as the literal answer for Edna. So Bart tries to get Edna on board with it. Uh, results vary. So um. You're wearing the same bathrobe you were the last time I was here. <laughs> That's cool. Bart, you're a good kid. You're the only one who came to see me. Well, Mrs. K, I have just the book slash DVD for you. The answer. This book uses the ancient power of wanting. That makes absolutely no sense. Hey, just because we don't understand electricity doesn't mean we can't enjoy its benefits. But we do understand electricity. Every positively charged nucleus is... Cut it out. You're not a teacher anymore. Way to cheer me up, kid. (coughs) Look, Mrs. K, I'm a Simpson. And a Simpson never gives up until he's tried at least one easy thing. Let me help you. Oh. So, did you write your dream on the index card of fate? Yes, but it still seems stupid. I want to own a muffin store. Great idea. Now, let's see. Break your dream down into smaller wishes, then break those down into wishable actions. Bart, this is starting to sound like one of those loony self-help books. Loony? Would a loony self-help book come with a magic question mark inside? Huh? 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 Thanks to the answer. Well, opening this store was a lot of work, but your faith in me got me through it. And it looks like you got your own index card of fate. What's your dream? Nothing, nothing. Well, I'm sure it'll come true. We got a joke here, but Bart wants flame vision. Yeah. And he yeah. starts a gasoline honestly, pump starting to smoke by staring at a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, Robbie, this is probably the least stupid thing in the entire episode. <laughs> I mean, I 
it's just that why like it's just it it, it is just baffling to me matt like the the decisions like it was ba- like last week was the worst example of it and here is a minor one here it's not the worst thing in the world but it does make me i immediately go it is it like it it is that kind of idea of like just surprise and you're like wait a minute edna writes down i want to open i want to own a muffin store and then suddenly we they cut from that immediately to her standing in front of her muffin store and that is something would take months of time months of time robbie we don't have that time in this episode we uh we have to you know skip right ahead why is it here why is it in the episode then why is it there you do something else that's the answer. It's not complicated. What you if you're writing a script, hey, Matt Selman, I know you've written a lot of Simpsons and I hope run the show. Uh you probably know a lot more about television than I do, but if you need that in your episode, rewrite the episode. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like this is it's jarring and it doesn't do anything. Her muffin store ultimately doesn't matter at all, Matt. The muffin store does not enter the plot. It doesn't matter because literally they open. They, she opens the, the the muffin store. The next scene, which I'm about to play clip for, is Bart confessing. Here it is. One cran brand for the flan man. My pleasure. What did he want? It's me. I just gave him a banana. Well, thanks again, Bart. This store has definitely turned my life around. Yep, I'm off the hook now. What do you mean by that? Well, I guess I can tell you, cause everything worked out for the best. Everything. What everything? <laughs> well, it's funny, really. <laughs> I'm the one who put booze in your coffee and got you fired. <laughs> you did what? Please don't kill me. So, <sighs> so Bark Bark confesses, which is is an inter like it's it should be the that is a interesting like that's a, that my so much so frustrated this episode is that. That's an interesting thing. That's that's a good character development. Bart confesses, even though, to be fair, it, yeah, it was his idea, but the whole class did it. I don't know. Like, what? Also, yeah, like they all thought it was a good idea. They all did it. Like, it's not just Bart. The entire class is responsible, but Bart's, I mean, and like, if they made that a point, I would be like, okay, yeah. You know, like, Bart's taking responsibility for everything. And they kind of do that here with Edna going, like, you're the only one visit who visited me. Like, there's a little bit of acknowledgement of it, but I want more. <laughs> and but Bart confesses to all this. Why? Why is this muffin stuff in there at all? It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Um, I like it's such a, like the foundation there is, is there. I don't need all this extra crap. Why is there all this extra crap? Why is Homer crying on Zach Attack's shoulder? Why is there a muffin store? Why is the answer involved? Why is there a secret parody in here? Like all this extra garbage, cut it out of your episode and write better things to replace it. Like I okay, we got a commercial 16 minutes and 27 seconds. And when we come back, uh finally we're going to Get all this wrapped up, sort of. Um, I mean, the episode's going to uh, end, Matt. I don't know about wrapped up, but it does. It's it get, yeah, does end. That, you know, that's fair. That's fair. So again, we have cut to a commercial in the middle of a crucial moment, and we're going to hop back right where we were. You ruined. 
ruined my life. It's your fault I have to work at this stupid muffin store. But this place was your dream. My real dream was to be a teacher, and you got me fired. Now I'm off to my eyeballs in debt with this stupid store, and four more muffin stores just opened on this block. <laughs> No matter what you've done, I always thought there was a spark of decency in you, Bart Simpson. But I was wrong. I never thought I'd say this to a child. But you are bad on the inside. <gasps> so, yes, uh, this is where we're at. Edna is super mad at Bart. Um, Matt, so... Matt, okay, follow, can I, I have a question. Mm -hmm. why, why isn't this the, act, the end of Act 3? Because I guess they want commercial breaks to be in the middle of action moments so people sit through them because there are so damn many of them now. I know, but you don't <laughs> It's baffling to me. It's like I it's like if I'm writing a chapter in my book and then like and like I just end the chapter right in the middle of some action. Like, no, you wrap up the scene with the characters in it and then you cut you cut at the end after a at the end of a dramatic beat. There they cut in the middle of the dramatic beat like i uh, and twice in this same episode they did it i just and what like and now and why is there jokes about muffin stores what is this because they needed jokes because they and they couldn't think of any that actually applied i swear it's family guy infecting the the writers and thinking oh you can as long as you have jokes about something it doesn't have to actually be applicable to the plot or germane to the plot it's just yeah Anyway, Muffin Mart. So, they make a joke called that one of the store names is Muffin Mart. Robbie, Robbie, I I know. Okay, I know. Okay, let's push past the muffin jokes. <laughs> okay, we're not even so done with Parker's, the muffin jokes. There's more of them later. There's one more muffin joke, and we're gonna we're gonna blaze past that one as well. Uh, so Homer goes to Bart for reassurance, and Homer is completely useless about this, as he always is. Uh, the one, uh, I, I guess takeaway that Bart has from his conversation is it's okay to do something bad to somebody else as long as it wipes out the bad thing he did to a first person, which no, 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 no. Why, why no. is, again, Matt, I feel like this is them going, oh, Homer hasn't been on t on screen for a while. We need to bring him up. We need to have Homer. Why I is guess, it? Like, why I is feel it, like he should have gone to Marge. I, I would have said he goes to Lisa and that would be Lisa's is also a, a, an ethical figure, but also not one who's authoritative. So she could provide a counterpoint that also wouldn't be able to punish Bart. And she would say, you need to tell Skinner. And then you have a, a, a logical line of, of Bart consulting. And like, he's, he's done that with Lisa before Bart sells his soul. He, that's, he talked to Lisa. Uh, uh, Bart gets an F talks to Lisa. I could, okay. Or go to the whole family, like in Bart, the lover, he goes to the whole yeah, family, exactly. and they each and Homer's there providing jokes, but also he can you get know, better advice. From better. Else. Well, the problem is if you go to the whole family, they're going to stop him from uh, getting, trying to get Zach fired, which they need. They want that moment of Bart about to do something bad to fix something bad he already did, and realizing that no, the only real thing you can do to fix this is to confess. They I want mean, that moment, and if Bart goes to the family, they're going to tell him not to do that. So the real solution to this is don't have Bart ask anybody. 
and have him just come up with the idea because that's the exact kind of thing a kid would come up with or a person with a kid's mindset aka homer <laughs> i know that's probably why they put homer in here i don't know man i don't know it's all again there's it's not that like it's fine like the scene is okay it's, like, it's not that it's terrible it's not homer crying on zach's shoulder for 30 seconds but it's a, there's a simpler better way and i don't know why it's here when the focus is on edna and bart and yet we get now we get homer popping in and okay right i i know i know so, uh, so like I said, Bart goes to Zach's uh, Red Bull or whatever fake Red Bull knockoff they have. Energy drink. Uh, and he's about to put energy drink, uh, and he's about to put vodka in it, and he decides, no, the right thing to do in this is to confess to Skinner. So, uh, Bart does that. Bart actually goes to Skinner and confesses, uh, but then things get weird. So you see, it was my fault. I got Mrs. Krabappel drunk. And then I was going to do the same thing to Zach, but I decided it was better to just tell the truth. Bart, you deserve a reward for telling the truth. And that reward will be in the form of a severe punishment. Doesn't matter, as long as Edna gets her job back. Sorry, Bart, but I can't just get rid of a teacher if he's doing a good job, or an adequate job, or just shows up and doesn't touch anyone. I hate children! I hate children! Children suck! Children suck! What the... Faculty lounge talk out in the halls? Who do I hate? I hate children. I hate children. You and you and you and you and you. You are wasting your lives. Hillary Swank didn't graduate high school. She won two Oscars, and one of them she deserved. Bart, you said you didn't get him drunk. I didn't. I swear. No, he's right. I mixed a little vodka in with my blue Bronco. Does anybody else want to ride the Indigo Pony? Is there extra credit in it? Oh, they're going to eat you alive at Caltech, boy. Alive! <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. This place is a prison. Oh, you kids are screwed. Down, down. Kids and vodka. It's always the good ones that go crazy the fastest. Get off. You can get rid of me, but you can't get rid of the truth, man. This school is a glorified hamster wheel run by incompetent bureaucrats who can get you through a test, but you will fail the test of life. Children, fingers in your ears and make the la-la sound. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
I was going to say it, but I'm every moment. You were going to say it, but you'd be wrong. Well, I don't know. I'm still, I don't know. I'm still unsure. I'm still thinking about it. But this is clearly like all of this is, all this nonsense is this, uh, this, this in my mind, this, this where Bart is about to do the wrong thing and spike Zach's drink, but instead does the right thing and tells Skinner it is begging for a Skinner goes, you know what, Bart? I miss Edna at the school. I don't like Zach. And that's the other thing. Zach should just be unlikable. That's what Zach well, should be. Well, I mean, be. depending on your perspective, Zach is unlikable. Well, you know, but they just say that. Uh, Willie literally says as he's dragging him out, it's always the good ones. You're like, and the kids like Zach. That's the thing, Matt. Like, I, we should, they should have a teacher that just, that is competent, not flashy, does the job correctly, but no one likes kind of just kind of dull and annoying but not almost flanders-esque almost i mean they did that that's literally what they did before with when flanders took over for skinner they had flanders just you know he had a, a technicality where flanders uh you know had prayer at schools but you could use a technicality like that to get zach out of here but i would just literally go for like the old like skinner uh Bart goes to tell Skinner, and Skinner goes to Chalmers. Even calls in Chalmers, and Chalmers is like, "Does anyone like this guy?" Everyone's like, "No, we don't like him." All right, replay, put, bring Edna back. I don't care. And like that's it. Like it literally, it's just that banality, the 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 banality of it. Like oh, it's just like it doesn't actually matter how well you do your job. If they don't, no one likes you. They'll find a way to get rid of you. Uh, the guy can complain about it on the way out, but they want Edna. Everyone likes Edna more. They can just come up with some technicality again that Edna, oh, we misunderstood her behavior was because of she was taking medication, the wrong kind of medication or something. Like, again, technicalities to get them the person they like, even if it doesn't really make any sense. Like, that is a Simpsons kind of thing where the universe kind of is just chaotic uh, and you can't really always control it. I don't know. That is my solution for this mess they've gotten themselves into by the end of this episode. But this doesn't make any sense. And this goes on for, like, why does, how long is that clip, Matt? That clip you just played us. How long is that? Um, Two minutes. Two minutes of mostly just Zach ranting. That's all it is. Like, he's Frank Grimes. I mean, it is literally Tanka's area, so it is Frank Grimes, effectively. But... Frank Grimes, the whole episode is built around Frank Grimes. Some of is built around Frank Grimes. Why is Zach getting two minutes at the end of this episode? This episode is ostensibly, it starts with Edna doing her best to wake up and go to school again. And it feels like we need a bookend for that. This episode should end with Edna getting ready to go for, to school again, struggling again. But when she gets to school, everything is good. Because the kids are trying because she just came back. They don't know what they've been missing. Zach should not have been. <laughs> um, that's not what we said. She's eating, making Bart eat a muffin. Like, what? what is this? What is this nonsense? And as like Marshall really tries, there's really good. There is good Edna stuff in here. There's good Bart stuff in here. Even like there's moments where you go, oh, yeah, that's good. But then there's just baffling things, baffling cuts to commercial, baffling montages, baffling muffin stores. <laughs> I, I don't get it, Robbie. I just I'm done with this episode and how incredibly stupid it is, quite frankly. Yes. We're right into the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode incredibly broken? I don't think it's I, to answer your question specifically, Matt, I don't think it's incredibly broken for sure. I am wavering on if it's broken or not. 
Oh, interesting. Because I would definitely say it's broken. Lay your case. So the point of this episode, I believe, at at its core, is that Bart gets Edna fired by doing something terrible, feels bad about it, goes to get her rehired. Okay? And it does that, but it does so in this most pants-on-head-on-fire dumb way that I could think of it possibly happening. Because at the core, that's an interesting episode. I mean, it's basically... Uh, what's the episode where Bart gets Skinner fired? Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's basically that, but with Edna instead. Now, the interesting part of that would be, how do we make this episode different from Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song? And one, they just kind of sidestep that entirely by spending all the time that they gave to what Skinner did after he got fired to other parts of the plot, to the answer and uh, I forget Zach. the other... Zach, Zach, yeah. Uh, so rather than having it make sense, there's all these attempts at humor rather than saying, oh, uh, we can contrast Skinner at Edna with what Edna gets up to once she gets fired. And they don't do any of that. That's what the interesting part of the episode would have been. Or it could have been about Bart and Edna's relationship and how it continues despite the fact that they're not at school because they have something there that uh, Bart and Skinner will never have. They have a true, genuine need for each other, and Edna genuinely believes in Bart, which we've seen in other episodes, like the one where they go to Epcot uh, for the, the teacher awards, but we don't get any of that. So I would say it's fundamentally broken and that they don't know they, – they had a, a core idea, and then they just went weirdly off in another direction when what they should have done is say, hey, we're going to strip this episode down. Bart gets Edna fired. Edna – either goes out and lives her life like she normally would, or uh, Bart basically has to coach her back into health uh, because of how horrible things happen. And you get a lot of Bart and interaction, which this episode you don't get. Like, I, I think that's what they wanted is, is Bart trying to push Edna to do something, but you get like a whole bunch of back to school parodies and disco stew showing up and just other random stuff that robs you of Bart and interaction, which is what this episode should have had if that's where they wanted to go with it. So I, I would have to say that if any of those things are what they are trying to do, they failed badly and it's therefore broken and we have to fix it with, Hey, let's get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this, put all of this in and go. Cause I, before we recorded that, this is my thought process. It's like, it's, it's on the other side of not broken. Like it's, it, it, it's close, but it, I think I would have, I would have before discussing it, I would have said it it has bad stuff in it. It's, but it's not quite broken probably because I would have said, well, there's also good. There is good Edna stuff in it, especially the beginning. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the intro is really good. And some it of the, really is. that intro is really good with Edna. And like that is gold. That is golden years good. Simpsons Edna intro, like uh, to the point where she takes after she basically up to the point where that scene ends, where she takes the, the phones away and we cut to the kids trying to figure out what to do. That whole that first couple minutes is just like wow. If the whole episode was this good, this episode would be a classic. Um, and like and there there are those moments kind of interlaced in the bad. Like I when I say zig and zag, like it really is. It's just like ups and downs like it's dramatic it's like a roller coaster like oh this is great oh this is terrible oh this is great oh this is terrible and in her apartment being sad with bart those are good stuff bart doing the right things and like like we i don't know there there are those moments where oh that's right 
And then you have like just a lot of scenes that are just unnecessary, not funny. And I don't know why they're there. Um, but I'm waffling and you're pretty sure. So I think that, I think that that seals the fate. So here, I'm going to play the clip. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Uh-huh. But I think you've already kind of laid it out. Um, and I, we also both, basically both of us have, as we've discussed this episode, like you, like what you said, you focus on Edna and, and, and Bart and you, get rid of everything else like why is everything else in there um because that's the i think that is the frustrating thing is like last week's episode i hated it from beginning to end there was nothing in it that i thought was good um uh-huh. i got some pushback from uh, a friend of the show andrew bloom um as i as we always do whenever i rank something lower than the than the frying game <laughs> <laughs> but i'm pretty firm i don't care about any anything happening in the episode um this episode the problem is like i go like oh man and uh has been hasn't been around i miss her uh marshall Wallace does a great job with her performance in this episode she's really giving it her all and they don't do her justice um and again there's it should be like hey take that intro take that those feelings and channel it through the entire episode there should not be anything like why is the secret in here why is the answer whatever the parody why is that in there why is zach in here zach should not be a focal point of this episode at all there should zach shouldn't be talking for he talks probably combined 4 minutes of this episode 4 minutes of zach for nothing zach never comes back zach's not a focal point of this episode zach has no conflict no character he just is there to fill a he's a he's a plot device and that's fine like he can do that he can fulfill that role but there should be 4 minutes of time can, for a plot device oh oh boy but i think i could i probably would still be undecided Matt. so i'm glad you actually you're just like yeah it is robbie get over it i'm like okay exactly we can move on to our next segment, it's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where Matt and I, Matt and I, where I will ask, Matt and I don't do anything. I mean, Matt, Matt's here. I think <laughs> I, when I, I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show to uh, leave their thoughts, their review for an episode I read on air. First with Charles, the problem with this episode is the same one you see in the future episodes that keep giving the Bart needs to change his ways, Aesop. Grabopol's entire, pla- cl- entire class got her drunk. Bart was the only one who felt remorse for what happened, the only one who tried to make amends, the only one who confessed. Well, she had some retrained re- revenge on the others. He's the only one who specifically called out. Stuff like this makes Bart come across more and more like a background character. It's obvious this is just an excuse to get Grabopol a chance to call Bart out, yet, yet they end up blaming Skinner. Springfield is such a horrible school that it drives teachers crazy. Ultimately, this episode doesn't make any sense. They grapple in the ending with everything else being just a bunch of random crap thrown together. Bart flip-flops between a na- naive child to an adult. Why would he, Why would he, of all people, consider a drunk homer fun? Once again, why would, why would focus be on Bart if you are ultimately going to blame the system? This makes it seem like Grabapo was the one the wrong. Even the writer joked that its lesson was never confessed to anything. My take, the writers have long since run out of ideas on what to do with Bart, so just stop using it. I mean, they just need to commit. That's... Tim, first next from Tim. Thought this episode to be a dramatic improvement over Homer the Whopper. No, it's not a classic by any stretch, but we do get some character development from Krabappel, whom we haven't seen for a good while. 
Number two, Bart feeling remorse for an act he had a major role in, and we subsequently see his good side. Number three, fairly accurate depiction of challenges teachers have with disengaged students. Number four, accurate depiction of a woke teacher and their shortcomings. Number five, a lack of Homer. Number six, not offensive in any way. So should this rank above season 20's best, the My episode? No, but it's close. I'll put this at number 267. Canon by a small margin and does not need to be fixed. Uh, next from Casey. To take Homer's line, this episode was layers of badness on the outside that went almost all the way down to the kernel of goodness. The idea of Bart getting into fire and having a cool young male teacher is an interesting one, but it's covered up with so much garbage it loses almost all its meaning. This shouldn't have been about Bart helping Edna find purpose with something else. It should only be about him feeling bad and doing what he can to get her he can to get her job back. He can still struggle with telling the truth, as many great Bart episodes do. The fact he was helping her work in her muffin shop she didn't even end up wanting is insane. I had one half laugh in this episode, and that was Homer dressing Sam's little helper in his clothes when he ran around with a hose. Knowing we don't get any more seasons of Edna left in this series, this episode goes from being annoying and kind of stupid to just downright offensive. Hope we find at least one good spotlight episode before her goodbye. Uh, from Dara, I miss Marsha Wallace, and I appreciate her contributions to The Simpsons. I figured this would be like Bart gets an F. Bart fails a test so badly that it gives Edna a crisis in questioning her teaching ability. Nope. I hated this. May used to do worse than Homer the Whopper, but for now, the second best episode of season 21. Oh, come on, Dara. Homer. I mean, I guess. Homer the Whopper hits my... I'm gonna... I, I have a feeling I am, like, the lowest one percentile of hate for Homer the Whopper. I don't think there's <laughs> anyone else on Earth who hates him more than I do. Uh, next from Derek. Why do they have to bungle absolutely everything? A secondary tertiary character's focus episode? Yes, you're on the right lines. Keep going. Edna Kay? Absolutely. Bart the Lover was fantastic, and as we saw with Edna in that episode and Selma in episodes that focus on her, that sort of dourness and melancholy of lonely women of that age group is something the Simpsons could bounce so well with their trademark humor. Bart gets a Z, must have been reading the entry in the Donnie Don't series, Don't Do What Bart the Lover Does, and throws plot progression, humor, pacing, pathos, 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 sense, all of it just out the window. That was me not knowing how to pronounce pathos. Perfectly clear. <laughs> Final, uh, c continuing, uh, the episode where there is absolutely no reason for them to turn out bad are the most frustrating. Yeah, I think that's what I'm dealing with, Derek. Uh, from Finally from JJ, this episode starts out really strong, giving us a look at Nana's home life, the way the best episodes about side characters often begin. Fortunately, once the story gets going, it's very awkwardly paced and underdeveloped. Weird bits like Rodney Dangerfield movies, Zach's drunken ex escapades, and the answer video going for too long, while the scenes which actually focus on Edna feel like afterthoughts. Bart and Zach steal too much focus from her, and we only get one scene in her muffin shop. I think there's a good story here, but it needed several more drafts and maybe some jokes as well. Still, this episode does a lot right. Nothing made me mad. It's a grounded story about a side character who was long overdue for another episode, and there's minimal Homer. See, that's what like that's the bright side. See, that's my optimism, like telling me, oh, it's not broken. Edna's in it. <laughs> uh -huh. There's only a few scenes with Homer, but thanks everyone who watched the episode and, and left a review. You too can join our parade of pain or cavalcade of calamity by supporting us on Patreon at any level. You leave a review and I'll read it on air. Next up is our listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite comic book? I quote, tons of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right, first up from Matt. But Aquaman, you cannot marry a woman without gills. You're from two different worlds. Oh, I've wasted my life. The way he puts emphasis on the world, the word world always pulls me right into the episode. <laughs> so true, one of the best ones. Uh, from Casey, always love this exchange in the episode with the cool Jack Black-voiced comic shop owner. 
CBG. That was an imaginary story dreamt by Jimmy Olsen after he was kicked in the head by Supergirl's horse comet. It never really happened. Bart, none of these things ever really happened. <laughs> Comic book guy, get out of my store. He says it holding back so much rage as if no one has ever pointed out that comics are fiction. The delivery is so delightful to me. From Andy, I adore Edna. She's near mint and comes from a very limited edition. Females who will talk to me. Oh, that's right. The episode with uh, uh, Comic Book Guy and Edna getting together to make Skinner jealous. That was a great one. Uh, from Dara. Okay, man. okay wait, 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 wait. That's a decent episode. Great. Okay, it's a D. You're right. You're right. You're right. Great. I'm not going to. I do not support whatever. You can believe it's great if you want. I do not support this. I want to make that clear. I do not think that Uh episode's great. It's decent. All right. It's all right. Uh huh. Uh huh. From Dara, inspired by the most logical race in the galaxy, the Vulcans, breeding will be permitted once every seven years. For many of you, this will mean much less breeding. For me, much, much more. I don't think so, comic book guy. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Uh, from JJ, last night's Itchy and Scratchy was, without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that it was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. <laughs> uh, from Derek, I do not need this. I have a master's in folklore and mythology. It's something I say all the time, only swapping out the folklore and mythology for translation. My dreams of being a big fancy translator in the U are just not panning out for me at the moment, and comic book guy at least runs his own store, so I'm actually more of a loser than him. Soon my favorite quote will be, oh, I've wasted my life, followed by, cheeseburgers and loneliness are a dangerous mix. Maybe one day it'll be life will spent. A man can dream, though. A man can dream. Oh, wait. That's Professor Farnsworth. Uh, uh, from Tim. Uh, Mars, this is so exciting. Watching a movie outside with the whole town. Comic book guy. Yes, thank you for talking to one of us like we just tuned in. His lawn chair collapses. Ooh, a fat man falls. Real original. <laughs> thank you, Tim, for something from uh, the later years. <laughs> Uh, from Matt Hippie 200 but Aquaman you cannot marry a woman without gills you're from two different worlds oh I've wasted my life uh, from Matt H Castle 09 there's no emoticon for what I'm feeling pretty much sums up every conversation I have Robbie what is yours uh, my answer is from the Simpsons movie uh, oh it my is, it is a life well spent it is I've spent my whole life collecting comic books and now there's only time to say life well spent Indeed. I, here, here. I I just, you know, we, we never get, I mean, I guess they do it, but they focus so much on the negative, like the negative parts of nerd culture with comic book guy. He's becomes such a, you know, he's a focal point of that. He's that stereotype. But I do like those occasional glimpses of like, well, actually, it's, you know, it's what it's what we do. I, I, I like watching movies and reading comic books and talking about them and obsessing about them from time to time. I don't, and it's not a waste of your life. It's, a, it, it's like a waste of life. Like anything is a waste of your life. If you're enjoying it, then what's the problem? Exactly. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is actually one no one picked. Uh, and I'm only picking this because I say it all the time. Uh, it is when comic book guy is trying to make friends and gets kicked out of Moe's and he's like, uh, is there a clean word for loneliness? Checks his little dictionary. Ah, uh, yes. Gar-duck. <laughs> and I use that anytime I can't think of a word for something. It's pretty good. It's a good <laughs> quote. Um, next week's question, we're going to just keep this train going. What's your favorite Edna Krabappel quote? Oh, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, Edna's great. And it, I think the other thing is most of her episodes, most of her quotes are, or will be from the golden years. So that's, that's something, um, or near, nearer the golden years, at least. God, she just vanished. Ugh. It's really upsetting now. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. Um, but that's next week's <laughs> question. It's on, I'll post on our social media. Uh, we're still on Twitter for now at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, and obviously, you can post, I'll post the question on our Patreon so you can answer there as well. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. 
I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge. For Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a one-point lead after a single episode of Season 21, so I am not feeling very... I think I will only feel safe if I have a two, two-digit two lead. That's the only time I'll ever go, oh, maybe I can do this. On that point, I'm just waiting. Matt's like a... He's like a, he's like a <laughs> pool shark. You know, he, 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 uh, you know, he plays... Like That's not like, true. I'm like, oh, yeah. He sandbags me for a while and then pff, comes at me with a Sergeant Fatso Judson out of nowhere and I'm done. It's only happened like a dozen times. It's only right? happened all the... It only happened six times in a row. Why would I do it this time? All right. You're like... A, it's like the Charlie Brown. You're the Lucy in the football, man. Every season is just like, yeah, yeah, Robbie, you'll win this season. Flank. All right. What, you ready for an easy question, man? I am ready. In Bart the Lover, Bart starts a fake relationship with whom? It will be Edna Krabappel. That is correct. All right. Your questions are actually from Round Springfield. Mm. Robbie, which Simpson character dies in Round Springfield? It's one of the two. I, I, I know, Matt. I'm just like, I'm like literally thinking about like, ugh, I don't really like Round Springfield that much. Um, uh, Bleeding up Smurfy. You are correct. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I still don't. Almost, I still don't think I like Round Springfield that much. Uh, I believe that was the controversial thing about when we did Round Springfield. I was like, oh, I think so too. Yeah. I don't. I didn't like this this much. Um, your meme question, Matt. Who? And this is a, you might get. You are, this is partial credit. The more you get right, there's four four potential answers. The more you get, the more oh. m- more points you get. So you. So who are the four members of the Twirl King Champions? Um. Okay. Um. There's the Cobra. I want to say it's. Zero G and there's a girl on roller skates. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what her name was. Um, that's all I know. Yeah. Okay. Here are the answers, Matt. You have uh, in order. We have Mr. Amazing. Uh, the girl on roller skates is Sparkle. Sparkle. Of course. They go to, she, they go to, she goes to sign her picture and, and the, they're, they're like, that's not you. She's like, that's the old sparkle. Uh, which is a nice touch. Uh, the, then we have zero gravity and yes, the Cobra. Now the question is, do you get, does zero G count, Matt? Does zero G count as an answer? Robbie, you got to mm-hmm. listen to your heart for that one. I oh think no, Matt, that's, that's not good for you then. <laughs> My heart is not. I don't know what else zero G could be, but you know, that's I understand. All you. I know, but that's this proper name. Like if we go by Jeopardy rules, that's you know the, the default trivia. You know my my default trivia rules always default to Jeopardy. You know the strictness of Alex Trebek, and uh, he would go that doesn't count because he didn't say the exact right thing. You know he said zero G mm-hmm. and zero gravity. <sighs> I'll give you a point, Matt. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll give you a pink. I'll give you a point. You got two out of four, so that's one point out of two. All right. Are you ready for your medium question? No. Let's go for it. Let's do it. All right. What are the two choices of Chuhul Prozac Bart has allowed when he's sick at school? Oh, God almighty. (laughs) I don't remember this at all. I I will give you a clue. They are animals. um, They are... uh, is this no? That's a different episode, isn't it? Is this the episode where he plays? Uh, he uh, he um, 
Where he pretends he's sick at school and grandpa has to... Uh, no, that is a, a different episode. This okay. is the one where he's the Jagged Metal Crustio. Oh, Jagged Metal Crustios, right. Um, I think it's like a... I think the animals were like... It's a, a lion and a hippo, I want to say. And they're different color. I know it's like one's purple and one's red or something like that. I don't remember, though, what they are, though. They're like... I know they have an adjective attached to them, but I can't. I don't remember this, Matt. Zero recollection. Mm. Sorry, Robbie. Okay, it is the manic depressive mouse and the bluebird of unhappiness. A mouse and a bluebird. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm thinking of... Like, I was thinking, like, that's the episode where Willie fights a wolf. So that's not... Obviously, I'm way off. Round Spring of is not an episode I ever rewatch. Okay, your hard question, man. What is the number of the personal ad Edna calls? The number of the personal ad... I'm not going to waste your time. I have no clue. I don't remember that. It is Klondike 53457. Okay, then. Fair enough. Uh, Your hard question. Who is Krusty's court-ordered sidekick? Oh, God. Oh. um, I feel like like, I actually remember that this exists. I don't remember. Like, until you said something about those those pills, I don't remember that at all, Matt. But the court-ordered sidekick is the thing I actually recall. But I don't remember who it is. Um, I know it's like some, is this, is it like, it's either like an authoritarian figure or it's like a stern, politically correct lawyer thing. I really don't know, Matt. I don't know. All right. It is Miss No Means No. There you go. That's it. Hey, you're hot. Let's have dinner after work. But I have dinner with all of my co-workers. And then Mel comes in, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, then Mel comes in. It's like we've never spoken outside of work. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, I don't. At least I remember that happened, Matt. You know, so there's that. My brain. Something. I've like a like a couple neurons still firing up there. I'm really only thinking about this weekend. I'm not. I really didn't want to do anything today because tomorrow I'm going to do even. I'm going to sharpen knives and then I'm going to make. We're going to make food. That's all I'm doing tomorrow. Sounds like fun. I'm going to go make a pie. Ooh, what kind of pie? A sweet potato. Ooh, you're, you're, it's like pumpkin, but better. I, I'm with you. You're not, you're not gonna get any. I'm, I'm full on team sweet potato of basically everything, in all ways. Um, Matt and I are now tied six to six after two episodes because uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a big dum dum is the problem. Also because I'm kind, I give Matt points maybe when I could technically not. I did it last week and I did it again this week because I'm a nice person. Maybe that's maybe that's my the, the my fault. Matt. Maybe I should be mean. Maybe I should just be a big old meanie head. All right, that's that it. That is for... entirely up to you, Robbie. Uh, don't say that because then I I'm trying to be a better person. <laughs> I am trying. Uh, that that'll do it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final seg- segment every single episode. With it's time for best episode ever. Best episode. Ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I do think this is better than last week. I like this better. I think this is better Homer the Whopper. Um, this is a very, like, again, it has very, like, oh, wow, Edna's back. And, oh, I like this, the direction of this. But then, um, but it's, I don't think it's, like, it's not, it, it has, I think the hot, the, the highs bring it above a lot of these dregs down here at the bottom. That's definitely true. Um, but then the bads keep it from going too high. Uh, where where other episodes like this, these kind of very flawed episodes, 
I think it's going to go relatively high. I don't know if it makes it to the 200s, though. I think that's going to be... Yeah, because, I mean, we're looking at, like, the seven-beer snitch. Bart has two mommies. Wait, Bart has two mommies. Isn't that the one with the chimp who kidnaps Bart? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so we're going above that one, at least. Jeez. I, I think that is... Yeah, that's... Uh, get Yeah, Bart gets kidnapped by a lonely movie chimp- chimpanzee. I think, like... I think that episode is that again. I think actually the episode is not a bad comparison point, Matt, because I think we put that episode that high is because the stuff that's not connected to a chimp is pretty good. Like Marge with the Flanders boys, like that stuff is pretty good. That is true, yeah. And then Bart gets kidnapped by a chimpanzee, and you're like, oh right. <laughs> I think I think we're getting closer here. I think it does make. I I would put this episode in into the two hundreds. Um, I think, like, here, we got I'm Going to Praise Land is number 287. Okay, that is that is an interesting one. Is it better or worse than I'm Going to Praise Land? Hmm. Honestly, I I would rather rewatch I'm Going to Praise Land and the one below this one, Home of the Mo, and Pygmalion, honestly. I mean, I just, I think there's more interesting stuff going on. There's a lot of bad stuff in those episodes, do not get me wrong, but I would rather rewatch them than this. A Tale of Two Springfields is where I get kind of... As, as weird as it is about a season 12 episode, it's funnier than this. And the humor kind of sort of works. I don't think that's a, I, controversial, Matt. Like, I'm like, I, I have taken a hard left turn on, oh, the Skull Ears are all bad. No, there's the Skull Ears had some jokes, at least. You know, like, that's the thing. Like, things I laughed at. Like, they worked on, they worked on jokes. Like, it feels like a lot of these jokes that we've gotten in, like, 18, 19, 20, 21 are, like... This is the first thing we came up with, and we didn't bother trying to get up with something funnier. Like, muffin stores. Muffin Mart. It's not even, like, a fun pun. Like, there's one good one. There's an R. Crumbs muffin something. Like, that's I. That's what I want for all the stores. But we got one store with a funny name and a bunch of Muffin Mart. Like, literally, that's what we had. Um uh, I think I think I'm right there with you. I think that I'm going to praise land. Homer the Mo and Big Molian are probably better, largely because they're funnier. Um, that's the that's the thing this episode really doesn't have. Like like if you just want to look at the good, oh yeah, Edna's stuff like when Edna at the best is is good. Edna in that intro especially is good, and I like that focuses on Edna and even Bart. A lot of the Bart character stuff isn't bad. Like, the overall character arc of Bart is good. It just gets there in such a strange way, and there's just all this weird garbage in the way. Um, and there's really just no jokes. I don't think, like, I don't, I think I maybe, like, chuckled once. Like, I don't know. It's just not there. Um, I, I think this is, I would put this above A Tale of Two Springfields. I think that's where I would put it, right below Pygmalion, right above A Tale of Two Springfields. That's fair. I can get behind that. There are very scientific measurement systems of this feels right. Bart gets a Z. Uh, I don't like the title, but it's also <laughs> short, so I don't mind it that much. I'll say that. But it should be about Ed, like it should be an Edna themed title. Like it, I don't know, like why isn't it, like why can't we just go back to like Bart gets Edna fired? <laughs> like why can't that be a the, the name of an episode? No, we can't do that anymore. We have to like Bart gets a Z, like because no, we have Bart, to be clever with it. We have to like, show how smart reference. We, are. we have to reference Bart gets an F, but actually makes no sense. 
because Zach doesn't matter. Uh, so that's a new number 290 on our best episode ever list, uh, right below Pigmolian, right above A Tale of Two Springfields. Now, new number one uh, of 20, season 21 episodes, not a very high bar to clear. It's Home of the Whoppers, very far down. That's a new number 98 in our post Golden Years ranking. Uh, we're not done, though, Matt. We have one more thing to do before we call today. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Um, I think it stays, Matt. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, there's nothing really objectionable about this, and I really want more Edna. So, yeah, I think I think it stays. I think... Again, I don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a great or even good episode to be in the canon. It just has to have enough in it to make it worth. And I think that, like I said, that Edna, that Edna bit at the very beginning, it feels like Golden Year Simpsons, and like, like that's the stuff I want. And I, it just, I wish there was more of that um, in the episode overall, and not just weird tangents into like parodies about the secret and all that stuff. Um, so strange. Like someone on the writing staff was like, I hate the secret. I want to write a parody about it. I'm like, it doesn't belong in this episode. I don't care. I don't know why this person sounds like that either. Like they have like a smoker <laughs> voice or something. Um, so I think it stays. Yeah. But we're not done. We have to go from the top of our list, working our way down, answering that same question. We're to number 116 on our list, which is Bart the Murderer, which is, uh, yeah, of course it stays. I don't, I'll say that. Yeah. Bart the Murderer stays. Bart the Murderer is great. Bart the Murderer is one oh, of those. For sure. There's no question. Bart the Murderer is one of those episodes. It's a season three episode, relatively early in the show. So it has, it's a little raw. I mean, and for good and for ill. Like some of that rawness is good because it, it makes it the show feel fresh. Um, but it's also, you know, animation's still a little wonky and around the edges. Um, colors a little, can be weird for a little bit here and there, but. It's a one of those episodes I watched. I saw on. I feel like it's one of those episodes I disproportionately saw on reruns. Yeah. Like I don't know why. Like I just remember seeing Bart the Murderer many, many, many times. It's probably just because of that like very simple hook that it, you know. But it's good. Bart the Murderer is good. It belongs there. Yeah. Of course, it's part of the canon. Yeah. Of course. Um. So that's it. That's our list. It's on our website, which is thesimpsonshow.com. Uh, has links to everything we we do, every, links to everything, our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon. Support the show. It helps us out, helps keep the lights on, uh, pays us for time, and uh, you get access to like a gajillion extra bonus podcasts, plus you can leave reviews for new episodes. I have all the old episodes that have fallen off the main feed. If you get the $5 level, get you those, if you like our old ones. Um, and I, they, they come out on Sunday night as they would uh, fall off the main feed. That's all great. Uh, our next episode is called The Great Wife Hope. Okay. It sees, the, um. it sees the men of Springfield taking immense interest in a new combat sport called MMA. Marge is appalled by this and demands that the creator put a stop to it, but only agrees if she will fight him in a match and win. This episode guest stars oh, Chuck Liddell as himself, who at the time was, I'm pretty sure, a very good MMA fighter. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he is a former champion, but also I, all I know, I never saw Lid- I never was, I didn't follow MMA very closely when Liddell was on top. So to me, it's Liddell's always the dude to just get, it's kind of, you know, not as good anymore, but that's, that, that's, not, that's not his fault. I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is good, Matt. This is, this is a good episode, right? 
Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. No, it doesn't sound. No. You don't. You don't sound very. It says it's, I'm, I'm not excited about this. It says the episode has received generally positive reviews. Okay. Well, let's hope that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that is true. I just don't know if I believe any of those reviews. <laughs> A lot of these episodes we that we don't like have gotten generally positive uh, reviews. Um, that's next time. You can watch along with us. I appreciate. Uh, uh, I hope everyone listening had a. You're listening is after Thanksgiving, but I if you're if you if you're American, I ho- I hope you had a good one. You enjoyed your gorging. Hope you had a good gorging season. Um, and you're laying on the couch while after gorging. Um, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter for now at Robbie Dorman. I'm at Robbie Dorman in basically all social media. Okay. Whatever social media there is, I have the name Robbie Dorman or something similar. If you type my name, you'll find me if you want to follow me. And any any uh, co-host or Mastodon or uh, 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 Hive, uh, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, I'm, always, I'm Robbie Dorman. It's my name everywhere. Uh, some of those places I'm not really posting much yet. I mean, and I'm frankly, I don't post much on any social media except for when I have a book coming out or when I want to show you a very cute picture of my puppy. Those are, or when I have recently had a haircut and I look okay. Those are it. That's it, guys. I'm not really doing a really good sell. I will do a really good sell of this because my new book is out. It is called The Other. It is a possession story. It is The Exorcist meets The Notebook about a love fighting against eternal evil from hell. Um, I think it's a really good slow burn psychological horror story. Uh, if you like the exorcist, I, you'll love this story. I think you should check it out. Even if you're not a big horror fan, because it's not very gory. It's more about kind of uh, tension and stuff like that. Um, you can find it on Amazon or wherever you find your books. It'll be there. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Oh, uh, that's true. I spent all my time coaching interns to get real jobs. Uh, the particular intern I have at the moment has gotten a little too big for his britches and has decided he earned the title of senior intern. Uh, we don't pay any of them in anything except food. but So, you know, it doesn't really mean a whole lot, but he's really excited about it. Uh, he, he feels like he's ready to move on up. And if you would like to employ the cutest intern you have ever seen in your life, check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and get this kid out of my house. He thinks he runs the place and he just keeps telling me how to do things. And I'm just, I'm tired of it, man. I need some new blood. Don't Matt, don't say that. Don't say new. That's a little. I need some new blood. That sounds a little. A little he dark. has an interview today, so he's fine. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a vampire lord when you say something like that. I need some new. <laughs> I need some new blood. Okay. Um, maybe that's just where I go. I have. I think a lot about vampire lords. Um, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching. This is it. Shh.